0: Lawrence Trafigale, the uh, social news editor for BuzzFeed.
1: Yep, that's me.
0: Welcome to Shortcuts. Thank you. This episode of Canada Land Shortcuts is brought to you by Paul Rubin, Guy Landry, Liz Clayton, Gordy Warnoff, Fly Ted, Jesse Freeston, Joan Baxter, Kelly Lawitz, and Ben Chapman. Ben, why did you decide to be awesome? I'm a Canadian who works and lives in Southeast Asia. I listen to a lot of mainstream Canadian media to try and keep in touch with home, but media needs checks and balances, and you guys do a great job of that. This episode is also brought to you by FreshBooks. Lauren, you work for BuzzFeed. You ever freelance before that? I've You're-
1: never freelanced. You've never freelance. I'm a jerk, I
0: know. No, that's fine. Some people are employable, some people aren't. Those of us who freelance, who run small businesses, entrepreneurs, startups, if you've got a small shop, if you're running your own thing, invoicing is a pain. Invoicing takes a lot of time, but FreshBooks makes it simple and easy. Their mobile app is an absolute delight. You can ask for an advance from your client 5 or 10% when you start the job. That is a good thing to be able to do. It is a good thing to be able to see when your client sees your invoice you know that they looked at it. It's easy to track your time and your expenses with FreshBooks.com. And if you go there now to FreshBooks.com, you can use their, their service, the mobile app, the whole thing for free for 30 days. And when you do become a customer, tell them who sent you. You will be doing the show a favor. Painless billing, cloud accounting with FreshBooks.com. The one last thing I want to mention, Lauren... We get a certain amount of flack from some people who are critical of our website. Okay. But we have just unveiled a new feature. And you're from BuzzFeed. You've got a whole team of data scientists and technologists and coders behind behind your content.
1: Yes, I've heard that.
0: But what you don't have and what we do, it's some next-level shit. You can sign up for Not Sorry, our weekly newsletter, <laughs> right on the homepage.
1: We actually have a newsletter that's weekly delivery of hot men. So um
0: weekly delivery of hot men yeah. is that technology. There's a puppy
1: one? There's a cat one.
0: Cats, puppies, men. We don't have that yet, but we do have sign up on the homepage. Did I mention you can sign up right on the homepage? You can homepage.
1: sign up on the homepage. Yeah, I did just, that, in fact. You did that? I did.
0: You didn't have to click through to some other page.
1: No, it was right on the homepage. Right on the
0: homepage. Check it out. This will blow your mind. It is at Canadalandshow.com. Sign up for Not Sorry by Vicky Machama. And if you like happen to miss anything we do, you get a very handy and funny. Review of everything Canada Land has done, plus some other stuff, every Friday in your inbox. Not sorry, check it out. This show is sponsored by Better Help, therapy online that has served over 3 million people around the world. And Better Help is available here in Canada. A lot of people have various blocks or reasons why they. Don't just reach out for that help. And one thing you'll hear people say is they just don't have the time. I would like to mount a different uh, argument here, which is that if you are talking to a mental health professional, if you're if you're chatting with somebody about your life and about your priorities, you can clear away a lot of the clutter. You can actually find yourself with more time because you have a better sense of what's important to you. Like it's an investment that can pay off even in that practical way of of organizing your life a bit better. These are some of the advantages in in the long run of having something like BetterHelp in your life. As the largest online therapy provider in the world, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. And because you listen to the show, you get 10% off of your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Canada Once again, it's BetterHelp.com. along with five free travel packs. You'll get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 along with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com canadaland Canada Land. That is drinkag1.com drinkag1.com/canadaland. Canada Land. Check it out. Lauren, Post Media, where you used to work.
1: Yeah, I did used to work. I worked for Post Media for about two years.
0: Which lost $263.4 million last year, which is just, it's going down in flames. And also is growing somehow as a monopoly newspaper chain, having swallowed up the Sun chain. The rumor is out, Frank Magazine reported that they are going to be killing newspapers. They're going to be amalgamating uh, in in markets where they have a post-media paper and a Sun paper, like Calgary and Edmonton and Ottawa. They're just going to have one paper and people are going to lose their jobs. Journalists are going to be out of work. That is the rumor. Paul Godfrey denies it. Godfrey, who is the captain of the ship of this $263 million loss last year, We learned this week is also going to be inducted into the Canadian News Hall of Fame.
1: Congratulations, Paul.
0: Which I did not know existed.
1: I don't. It's not a real thing. That's my take on it.
0: Is it a real thing? Because you click around. It looks like somebody made the announcement like brochure on, I don't know, Deluxe Paint 2. Yeah. And there's a a dinner where Mansbridge and Godfrey will be made members of the Hall of Fame and there will be uh, beef tenderloin and and Yorkshire pudding. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, like it didn't exist for ten years. There's actually there is no actual physical space. It's it's a phantom. It's a fever dream. It's a hallucination.
1: It's just. I mean, whenever journalists give themselves awards, and especially when this, it's not even a real organization. Apparently, I saw there's some complaints about the selection process. But of course, it's a bunch of old white dudes patting other old white dudes on the back. That's kind of the like journalism industry in a nutshell. I mean, I actually looked at all the winners. And counted up. So out of like 120 people, there were 15 women on the list. Yeah. Shocking.
0: Shocking. And 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 so surprising to see that one of the chief sponsors this year, as Paul Godfrey has given the award, is Postmedia. <laughs> just as the last time they're,
1: they did. Hey, they're very generous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, just look, it's hands off. Anyone you want to give it to, we're going to give it. The last time they handed out these things, they gave it to John Hondrick, who's the publisher of the Toronto Star, who was the sponsor that year. Toronto Star.
1: There's just, it's just so much of guys buying themselves a nice dinner. Let's not pretend it's more than that.
0: If you click around this thing, we had uh, freelancer Anna Killen look into it for us. We've got an article up and it's tremendous fun to click around and try to find any actual trace of what is this organization. There's one guy who's like part of a whiskey tasting association and it's it's like you just like can lose yourself in this rabbit hole of of white dude self-appreciation. It's, it's they play
1: squash on the weekends. Like we know who these people are.
0: They can go out and appreciate each other as much as they want but meanwhile they're just, like, torching everything around them as they hand each other awards.
1: Yeah. Welcome to journalism. Like, I don't know. This is, I mean, I'm pretty cynical about the journalism industry in general, and maybe that's partly because I've worked on the digital side of things since I started. But, like, the whole old media people, they just, there are just in a sad old flaming circle jerk downwards.
0: I've actually been working for the last three hours on a special that we're doing tonight on on the National. In terms of kind of a behind-the-scenes look at at this day, we've we've managed to get some pretty good access. That moment when we come back with our exclusive inside look at the day.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Lauren, did you see Peter Mansbridge's exclusive behind-the-scenes access documentary? Oh,
1: yeah. I watched it several times
0: where he had this unprecedented level of access to the prime minister, to Justin Trudeau, on one of his first days.
1: The first day. The They first raised day. a flag and everything, yeah.
0: So if you're like me, Lauren, then you were wondering, after seeing that revelatory piece of, like, exclusive behind-the-scenes footage with Trudeau, how did he get that access? How did Peter Mansbridge, just a scrappy reporter, just trying to get behind the scenes, how did he secure it? And lucky for me, and the rest of us are curious about that, Peter Mansbridge took to the CBC's blog because, you know, transparency is important to him as well, and he wrote extensively on all of the journalistic machinations that went into getting that fly-on-the-wall access. And uh, I'm going to read, if I may, a little bit from this Peter Mansbridge blog post, and you'll have to imagine me as Peter Mansbridge here. I think the first time I asked for the opportunity to do an access documentary in a prime minister's office was during the Pierre Trudeau era. The answer was no. I've renewed that request in various forms with almost every one of the seven prime ministers who followed Trudeau the Elder. Until this week, the answer has always been the same not right now. So then uh, later in this very long piece, he writes about how he finally went from no to go. Time was running out, so I tried something different. I played the, you talk of openness and transparency, so prove it card. That actually seemed to curry some favor, at least with some, in the inner Trudeau circle. So that is a gripping account of how- He's uh, a
1: hero. of
0: (laughs) Of how boy reporter Pete Mansbridge was able to just like do that judo flip? Oh, you talk about openness, and transparency. Prove it, and that's how this uh, relatively unknown reporter got that amazing level of access to Justin <laughs> he really Trudeau.
1: Made it big this time. He finally got his break.
0: So this is great for us journalists to like get like these pro tips on how to curry favor with the inner circle. Lauren, what also helps curry favor with Trudeau's inner circle is if you officiated the wedding of the director of communications in the Trudeau inner circle, and Mansbridge did. And we, d- we learned this and we've broken this story on our website. Kate Purchase, the director of communications for Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, was married to her husband in Italy by Peter Mansbridge, a fact which he somehow omits from this incredibly long victory lap he takes in explaining how he was able to finagle the behind-the-scenes footage. It's just incredible. And uh, the CBC has confirmed, as has Kate Purchase, that they are longtime family friends. Kate Purchase, of course, is the daughter... Of Bruce Anderson, who just left the at-issue panel. We sent you a link
1: mm-hmm.
0: to the wedding video. Yeah. What'd you think?
1: Oh, it was beautiful. It was like an Instagram dream. There was like film grain and uh, sepia tones and Mansbridge all smiling. I
0: think that maybe that's something Mansbridge might have like explained
1: Yeah, maybe. You think?
0: And I think what kind of did him in here is, like, the victory lap he took of, like, bragging. So smarmily. Okay,
1: but can we we talk about that victory? I mean, yes, he should have disclosed his relationship to Kate Purchase. Absolutely. But also, the entire blog post is basically, like, we asked, and they said yes. That was it. He's trying to make this whole thing out to be so much more than it is. I mean, yes, it is technically unprecedented access if he's tried to do this before but trudeau has staked his whole persona around being this like open available guy down the street whatever so mansbridge getting to do that totally fits in with what trudeau wants for himself and what his communications team wants and there's also this whole thing of like during the video mansbridge kept trying to be like talk about your dad is this a special flag is this office he's at one point he was like Is this the office with the secret escape tunnel? And Trudeau's like, no, they're closets, bro. Like,
0: (laughs) He was too treacly for Trudeau. Trudeau was like, calm down. Too much much feelings. Like, you're getting too sentimental. The whole thing is so self-gratifying. Yes. and, And to all involved, because... First of all, he's going on paragraph after paragraph of how he got in there as if this was some – like wouldn't you have needed some sort of great journalistic revelation to have taken place? Because it was just a long promo video for Justin Trudeau and a big advertisement for – I mean Trudeau did it to demonstrate his openness and transparency. Mansbridge is congratulating Trudeau on all these other prime ministers wouldn't offer this level of transparency, but he did. Behind the scenes is the fact that these people are completely intertwined with each other in a hundred different ways. So Bruce Anderson just stepped down from the ad issue panel and he's getting congratulations and kudos for the high principle of saying he was okay with having all these familial connections to politics until his daughter took a position in government. Because the ad issue panel discusses government all the time and how can he be an objective commentator on the machinations of the Trudeau government when his daughter is the director of communications? So if that's not okay now, if that's a conflict of interest now – How is that not a conflict of interest during the campaign?
1: That's an excellent question. And absolutely it was. Um, But I think that's also on the Hill. I mean, I've never worked on the Hill, to be fair. But from what I can tell, it's a very incestuous place. Journalists all conforting with politicians. I mean, look at look at Evan Solomon. What happened there? Um, I I think this is really showing that there's strong ties between all these people. Um, And when they choose and not choose to declare um, conflicts is quite interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean Bruce Anderson did – he was the anomaly because when Mansbridge was reporting on the oil sands and not disclosing that he had been paid by cap, when Rex Murphy was opining on the oil sands and not disclosing, Anderson would disclose, oh, I've got family who work for the liberals. And as I understand it, that was actually like the source of some controversy behind the scenes the National because if one person discloses that makes everybody else look bad so at least he disclosed but I just find this like a strange they just make the stuff up as they go along oh
1: pretty much like now
0: it's not cool but before it was
1: and the fact that he's getting such praise for it that we're congratulating people for declaring like for literally doing their jobs bare minimum.
0: Elite's going to elite, you know? Yeah. I think that's like the, the theme of both. <laughs> Whether it's Paul Godfrey, former conservative politician. And
1: Godfrey and Manser are both getting into this luscious hall of fame. So. Yeah.
0: with Yorkshire pudding. For yeah. Their, yeah. <laughs> okay. So the 19th of October, that's when the liberals won. The 20th of October, that's when Bell petitioned the CRTC to overturn their verdict on internet access. So if you're paying attention to things like independent internet access in Canada, these small companies won the right through the CRTC to piggyback on Rogers and Bell and the other major players so that we have some option and we just don't get completely hosed by an oligopoly of major internet providers. And all throughout the Harper years, the telecom industry was saying, "Like, we do not want to have to rent space to these small upstarts. And say what you will, about Harper, that government did slightly progress. They pushed the ball forward when it comes to making space for smaller companies and, and cell phones and internet and things like that. And so, <laughs> like, just the shamelessness of Bell, the day after the Liberals win, they say, can we look at this again? Because they've got this new... Do
1: you have a moment?
0: Yeah, just, just I, you know, I know that you guys are just, you know, getting unpacked and everything, but we, we really, 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 really don't want to let the tech savvies and all these small companies piggyback our brand new fiber optic lines. And wouldn't it be great if we went back to the old days when you had like two options for internet coverage? So this is the same Bell that when they didn't like the CRTC's decision, Kevin Krull, who was the CEO of Bell Media at the time, called up the newsroom and said, I don't want to see the CRTC chairman on the news today. So this is a bit of a wonky tech policy issue, but mm-hmm. I think that this is a media issue as, like, all signs pointing to – I mean, you work for BuzzFeed. I do. Everything is delivered over – like, it's just increasingly that's your TV line. That's your everything is your internet connection. Do you give the conservatives any credit for for at least protecting us in that respect?
1: Um. Okay. I mean, I, that was sure nice of them. Um. I, I, it was totally a play at – I think young people, though. Like someone in a conservative hot room was like, oh, my gosh, children love the Internet. Young people love the Internet. And we saw during the election, um, when, oh, God, Harper, Precious Harper stood in front of that television with the Netflix logo and told us how very much she loves breaking bad, a little show called Breaking Bad. They were clearly trying to appeal a certain type of person. And they you know this is a big issue for some people. I mean, I am, again, snake person millennial. I don't have cable, I only have internet, and declare it now, I use Tech Savvy, FYI, Peter Mansbridge. And they're clearly going out they're going out that on purpose. And I think they're hoping that for some reason Trudeau's government would feel differently about it. And I don't think they will.
0: I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of associations at the top of the – if you look at the uh, who's on the boards, who's on the CRTC, who's with Bell, who's with the Liberals, you know, like there are small circles that kind of trade players pretty, pretty freely. I share – and I shared throughout the Harper years your cynicism about like what was behind that play for, you know – breaking up the monopolies in telecom. I always resented the way they treated us like consumers instead of as citizens, that it was, it was this shallow idea that young people, they want their Breaking Bad, they want their Netflix, but you don't care about something like surveillance online or freedom of speech online. It's like those things we can tread on as long as we bring your cell phone bill down by if 5%. They, if,
1: if they had gone after like micropayments on games... Maybe that would have like that 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 would have done it. Uh, No, but no, I I absolutely am cynical about it, and I, I guess there you can sort of you could tie in sort of a libertarian viewpoint on it. Maybe they're going for that, as in like you know everybody should be free to make their own telecom companies and compete. But yeah. I, I didn't really buy it as a...
0: Yeah, here's the problem with, I mean, that's sort of like what Bell's saying is, um, hey, free market, stop trying to regulate, like, we're just, uh, we're, you know... We're just trying
1: w- to do our thing here. Doing our thing here. Yeah. We're the ones who
0: invested in this fiber optic network. Of course, they've had, like, massive government subsidies over the years. Who the
1: fuck else can invest in a fiber optic network? I know.
0: I mean, like, like we're not going to have a laissez-faire free market, nor should we. It's idiotic to think that there should be, like, eight different fiber optic networks that are, like, laying lines over our homes, under our homes. They had all this, like, right-of-way passage. They had the law... Laws were completely bent in their favor. They got all kinds of public money and support in order to put fiber to our home. It doesn't make sense to have more than one fiber line going in, you know, the last mile. Asserting that there's some aspect of public property there that needs to be shared seems like a citizen's issue, not necessarily a consumer issue. And I know that, you know, Justin Trudeau, like, he's made a big deal over the years that he's like a geek and that he reads XKCD and is down with like net culture. I think Trudeau plays a big game when it comes to, like, internet culture. He likes to kind of play that card, talk about reading XKCD. He's the geek PM. To actually reflect that in policy would be important.
1: Well, he's reflecting it on the internet. Um, he has a gift. There's the Liberal Party has made a gift. Uh, so they're selling a T-shirt that says 50-50, little male symbol, a little female symbol, and it says because it's 2015, of course, in reference to the answer he gave about um, gender equity in his cabinet. And if you donate... $100 or more to the Liberal Party you can get this lovely t-shirt and on the landing page for that t-shirt is a little gif of Trudeau speaking and it says because it's 2015 and yeah they, they realize that kids kids like gifts.
0: they're encroaching on your turf they're, they are they're, they're memeing themselves
1: I'm very uncomfortable with it I mean that's that's what we do politicians are supposed to make word art maybe a little corral seven seven corral draw <laughs> but um, yeah they're they're trying
0: Lauren thank you Thank you. That's your Canada Land Shortcuts. I hope you enjoyed it. You can email me always at jesse at canadalandshow.com. I read them all and I respond when I can. And I'm on Twitter at jesse brown lauren where can people find you
1: you can find me on twitter at lauren strappa or find me
0: on buzzfeed our website is at canadalandshow.com where we have next level newsletter sign up technology live as we speak our crowdfunding site is patreon.com slash canadaland i make this show with katie jensen the next episode of canadaland will be up on monday the next episode of canadaland commons will be up on tuesday if you like this show please support it